I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Maybe my co-host. I was going to say, I thought you had a co-host. I do. This. My rock star co-host, um, is, who is in Florida, is driving home from work and got stuck at the open bridge. <laughs> so she is running a little bit late, but said, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll jump on. <laughs> I, like, I can't remember if I found you. Did I, fi- I found you on threads or did I, I think you? it was threads. Yeah. I think I'm loving threads, threads. Right? having so That's- much fun on threads. Yeah. Yeah. I started following you everywhere. It's uh, it's just refreshing, good stuff. And as a society, <laughs> We're lacking that. Yeah, <laughs> so we are. Lacking. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, definitely follow and follow, follow. Um, but I just wanted to formally introduce you. You is it, is it your company here, Heather? It is. Yeah. You are I'm, Heather Vickery. Okay. I am Heather Vickery. <laughs> Heather Vickery. And you do your own podcast. You've got a, a book spec there. I see. Yep. Okay. I have a couple of books that can. Yeah, see several of my books out and I have two podcasts. Yep. Been podcasting for a long time, six years. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I was, I started podcasting in 2006. Oh, wow. You beat me. Everybody knew what it was. (laughs) They were like afraid that it was taking up too much space on their hard drive. That's awesome. (laughs) It's like, no, it's streams. It's streams. It was, yeah, tough times. Um, But yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy right now because it feels like such an oversaturated market but yeah I kind of think like you know um people will will seek out something that they want to hear you know so it's just a matter of being I guess visible you know letting people know what you do because you know we've been me and JD have been doing this since I think 2021 we started this one I've taken a little break you know after so many years (laughs) like just I was producing other people's because I just sure. like if I would have had that back when I started, uh, you know, it makes a big it, difference. Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was producing other people's, and then JD because she's a performer and a singer had nothing to do during COVID. <laughs> and he said, "Do you want to do a podcast again?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do this. Sure. Yeah, we could do this, even though I'm in London and you're in Florida." Yeah, <laughs> but tell me a little bit like about what your motivation was for jumping in this arena of like self-help. <laughs> yeah. Self-help. God, it's not my favorite term, but yes. What um, is your favorite term? I don't want to use one that's not your favorite. There's so many self-expression, self-expansion. Um, mm, that's good. You know, I, my, it's, we get, it goes political fast, right? My issue with the word help is indicating that we aren't, Right. Like, you know, I, I deeply believe, and I I know that each and every one of us has all of the enoughness already. We have all of the answers that we're seeking. They're inside of us. And my work is in helping people discover it and let it out so that they can expand so that they can elevate so that they can have all the things they want and get rid of all the stories that are in their way. So how I got there is um I'm I blew up my whole life. I so I've been an entrepreneur my entire <laughs> adult life, really mostly. I will be 49 in just a couple of weeks. And I learned very early on in my career that while I well worked well with people, I didn't work well for people. And my first business was as an event and wedding planner. <laughs> and I built a luxury event and wedding planning business here in Chicago. And I did that for 18 years. And then when I came out, which was quite a journey, when I came out and finally, finally decided to live my authentic truth and get a divorce, I kind of went, what the hell do I want with my life? Like, who am I going to be as a grown up? right? Here we are. It's time now. So I kind of burned it all to the ground. And what I discovered was that people already saw me as a coach and a guide and a mentor. I was getting stopped, emailed, texted, contacted 
multiple times a week. I want to do this. I want to try this. I want to start this. I want to stop this. I think you can help. Will you help me? And because I was in this process of becoming me, I said, well, let me do this out loud and let's see what happens. And it just is, it is the thing I'm here to do. And in the end, what it boils down to is I help people learn to trust themselves, learn to discover their own inner truth, connect with their intuition, self-compassion, self-love, self-awareness, so that you all can go out and do all of the incredible things that you are here to do and maybe aren't fully living into. So it was just, it was my journey and I did my journey out loud and that's amazing. I so you were, you were married to Jade. This is Heather Vickery. Hey, can you see me? <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. I can't see you. Hang on. Why can't I see you? Oh my God. I've done this a million times. <laughs> Your Zoom resets itself too. I know every time Zoom resets itself every time. What a mess. Every single time. Yeah. Okay. So hang on. I thought it's a good thing. I wasn't like putting on makeup or something. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, it's the Thanksgiving rush. So I think everybody has. Yes. got not only that, but like you know, getting ready to, to travel sucks. So it does. <laughs> where I'm at. Yeah. Yes, it does. Hearing yeah. that news today with the rainbow bridge. Yes. Right. Yeah. I just saw it. I just saw it. It was the biggest whirlwind frenzy of phone calls and text chains that I've been through. And I don't even know how long, I mean, I, it's, it's just insane, but everybody's good. It's all. I'm so glad everyone's okay. Yeah. I was, yeah. It's so funny. My mom's in Florida and I was more worried about her because I didn't want her to get upset about everything that was going on with the right. right. Hey, get down. So I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just hopping on. And uh, I'm up the TV. I'll, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. So Heather was just telling us her motivation um, for starting her company. And we decided we we don't like the term self-help. Well, I didn't mean I wasn't trying to shame you or anything. I'm just personally that I just anything that feels like it's couched in not enoughness. I kind of throw that out the window because my whole jam is like you were born enough. You are exactly right. I like yeah. self-expression and I like, yeah, I like that. It's, it's very good. So she pulls out in you what you don't even know you have, which I love. Wow. Too. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And she does two podcasts and look at all her books. <laughs> I know I keep, cause it's not on me. Right? <laughs> ah. the, the books, the gratitude journals, working on another book. It's going really slow, but I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, a couple of, we have a deck of manifestation cards, a lot of really fun stuff. Really proud of oh, all the projects. You know what, Heather? I think that's the thing that, that drew me, uh, to you is that, um, it's, it's what you're doing feels fun. It doesn't feel like, you know, when someone says, oh man, I got to work on myself or yeah, it's you, I've got to work on me. It feels so daunting, you know, Absolutely. But, but what you're doing feels fun i don't Thank know you. if it's you it's what, what what's emanating from you but it feels fun like i feel like that's the person i would want helping me on my awareness <laughs> journey you know what I, I mean? appreciate that you know it can be fun and it is not always fun um because when we're talking truths to ourselves and about ourselves it sometimes requires us to have conversations that we don't want to have, uh, right. to get to the other side. But what I, what I do promise people is I, I do bring sort of my personality to the table. I'm going to curse. We're going to be silly. We're going to have fun. And, <laughs> and I have really worked hard in the last couple of years to, you know, sort of boil things down to the lowest common denominator of your time and financial commitment and requirement. So yes, folks, you could spend hours and hours and hours a week doing this work and it could exhaust you. You mm -hmm. can also spend five or 10 minutes a day. And if you're zeroing in on what you really need to be focusing on for you specifically, cause it's, you know, it's gotta be, you have to decide what, what you need and what you want. Um, you can shift and change, you know, in the minute with, within just a few minutes. And I, I'm certified in positive psychology, human design, 
NLP, EFT tapping. So we do some actual stuff that's based in science, you know, neuro work, things that actually shift you. It's far beyond just think differently. And you know what? Thinking differently really, really does help, but it can only take you so far. So first you got to think differently to show up in this way. And then you got to be willing to play and try new things. But when we talk about NLP or EFT tapping, we're literally neurologically shifting you. So you can make powerful change in just a few minutes a day, if you're willing to give yourself those few minutes a day. And that's why I make it easy. I make it as fun as possible and make it affordable. If you want community, you can have community. If you don't want community, you can be on the outside and you don't miss anything instead of just so much more pressure on our time and our schedule. And, you know, we're all stretched about as thin as we can be. And yet you still deserve to show up for yourself. You still deserve to belong to yourself first and come home to yourself and trust yourself. So no matter what your schedule is like, you can do that. That's incredible. What do you find? Yeah. What do you find holds people back? Oh, Uh, (laughs) the list of excuses are large. I know. I know. It seems so. It's so vast. Um, Like, but are, are, are people fearful of, of find of connecting with that part of themselves? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a, really, it's an exhaustive list. Um, it could be, I just, I just don't have the time or as soon as X, Y, Z happens, then I'm going to focus on this. Right. Cause we're always putting it off. Yeah. It can definitely be fear of it's going to be too hard. I'm not going to be good enough. I don't have what it takes. Nobody wants to see this from me or for me. I'm going to disappoint somebody else. Like boundaries are game-changing. They're part of the brave method, which I break down in my book, fuck fearless. And people know that boundaries are great for them, but we're afraid. Well, what if people don't like me anymore? Or what if, you know, people don't respect my boundaries. The thing about fear is that it all lives in the future. Whatever you're afraid of, that thing doesn't exist right now, unless you're being chased by a bear in this moment, (laughs) you're worrying about something that doesn't exist yet. And so the very basis of the work is in, okay, well, maybe that will happen, but what if it doesn't, what else could be true? And just sort of moving out of absolutes and into possibility, into curiosity Um, and, you know, shutting down those limiting voices and those stories that keep you from showing up for yourself. But I find that most people, when they discover me and something lights up inside them, there's enough pain. There's enough discomfort that you're like, I don't know what the fuck the answer is, but something's got to change. Yeah. So, you know, it's easy to step in just a little bit at a time. It's also great for people who've been doing it for years and want to maintain but usually there's some pain and some discomfort that you're just no longer willing to live with. That's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, that, that is. That's huge. It's, it's so, I, you know, I was having a, a conversation with a, a friend of mine um, who, and we've been friends for so long. And, you know, like now that I live over here, I don't have the same constant communication as I mm-hmm. did when I was living mm-hmm. around the corner, you know? But um, so she had reached out and we were both talking how about how we're in similar situations where our parents, there's a little bit of a decline there, you know, and yeah. unfortunately hers is is happening way faster with her oh, mom. I'm sorry. Mine, yeah, mine has MS and she's, oh, you know, at that point where she's using the scooter and a wheelchair and she doesn't really remember what she had for breakfast, but she's still spicy, man. You know, she's still funny. Love that. Spicy, Love right? That. Yeah. Um, but we were saying how when we hit 55 <laughs> and we just we're both around there around the same age. And um, we were saying how your, your mindset changes a little bit about your friendship group. You Absolutely. Know, you're, you're like, if someone's not making an effort, you know, you give it a shot. And if there's no decent response, it's just like, ah. You know, and, and I was saying it's a great feeling because you end up having the people that, that mean the most, you know, and are, are, you know, that are, that are there for you and you're there for them. And that doesn't change no matter the miles and where you live and and all that stuff. But there is always that tiny sense of loss, you know, 
or why, why did that happen? What, you know, what's going on? And I always, we were saying how we were both the same. We take it on and go, what did I do? Like, did yeah. I do something? Right. Yeah. Like, did I yeah. do something? First one, it it never has, it never yeah. ends up being, yeah. it's, it's them. It's so them. <laughs> yeah. There are two <laughs> so, things that come to mind when you say that. And the first is that growth always requires letting go of something. And that can be very difficult to do. Even you can, sometimes we have to let go of things that are actually really good to make room for something great. Sometimes we're letting go of things that aren't good or aren't great, but we have an emotional attachment. It's okay for that to be hard. It's okay to grieve that and still make that choice. I mean, my divorce is a great example. It was horrible, hurtful, painful. And still today, 10 years later, there are moments where I feel deeply sad that that was the right choice for me. It was still the right choice. I would still do it again, but you know, you're human. And then the other thing that I completely forgot what my second point was, I don't know, cause I was trying to do two at one and I can't multitask. Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, I'm just, since I'm just jumping in. Just jump in, JD, help um, me out here. I love what, I love what you're doing when I'm, you know, I, I looked into, I looked at your, your social media and your website, your pages before to see what you were doing. But um, I think that uh, you hear so much about manifestation now, manifesting and meditation. And you're putting it out there to the world. Yeah. Put it out to the world. And there, and I, there's a lot of times people say, sometimes I'm surrounded with people that say, oh, that's just, you know, it's just a, a lot of like, you know, hocus pocus or whatever, but I do believe that. I believe that you have to be like, put the positive vibes out that you could almost call the shots. Like a lot of times my mom would always tell me this, like almost will the bad stuff when you start saying the what if and being afraid, 100%. you're saying about afraid about the future that didn't even happen yet. Even though I come from a long line of warriors, <laughs> my mom will yeah. be the first one to say, well, what do you do when you're going to call, what do you call in your shots? That's going to happen. You know, don't, don't put it out there. Just don't, you know, you yeah. don't know. What's happen. And uh, I do like that notion of being mm. a little more of in control of, of your destiny. If you, well, yeah, positive, you think about it, you, you know, you wake up and decide, well, today's going to suck. Then oh. you're going to stub your toe when you get out of bed and you're going to spill your coffee on your new top. Like shit's going to go wrong because you've already decided it will. Yes. yes. Science that proves that what you focus on becomes true for you. And here, let me blow your minds for just a minute. So we're talking about manifestation. First of all, manifestation is not deciding you want something and then it just magically happens. That's not yeah. what it is. Right. Manifestation is declaring something and shifting the way you show up in the world so that you create it. And here's what this, my favorite mind blowing fact is, it will mess with everybody's brain. It definitely messed with mine, but in all the right ways. <laughs> in 2022, the Nobel prize for physics went to three physicists who have scientifically proven that the universe does not locally exist, that we are experiencing it like a hologram. So if you think about the speed of light and the speed of sound. We all know, we know that that science has been proven for a long time that it happens way over here and we experience it over here. That's what's happening with the universe. That's what's happening in real time right now. It all started way over here and we're experiencing it here. So if you think about manifestation in that way, manipulating matter, manipulating time, what you're creating right now is what will exist, what you will experience in the future then. So that's why when we say like, be the person now, put out the positive energy, put out the thoughts and the things that you want, declare them as if they're true, not when that will happen or if that will happen, because you never catch up, right, be, there, right. be there right now, you just make keep... that your truth and then you'll catch up with it. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm per certified in positive psychology. It doesn't mean that sometimes you're not pissed, you're not hurt, you're not sad, you get to have all of your emotions and feel them and welcome them and thank them. And the key is to do that without any judgment 
and just curiosity, like, oh, I'm really mad about that. Why am I mad about that? Now, I can't control what other people are doing, but what do I want to do now that I'm aware of this, now that I have this information? Who do I want to be in this moment? How do I want to be in this moment and be intentional with that? Otherwise, we're just letting life happen to us. We are just in effect of everything and everything's chaotic and out of control. So it, it all boils down to you being in control of yourself, taking responsibility for yourself in the moments, no matter what, and loving yourself through it and forgiving yourself for the shit you wish you'd done differently. But yeah, you can create the future. You can absolutely create it. You are in the process of creating it right now, whether you believe it or not is irrelevant. Yeah. That's a big one though. Giving yourself. Oh yeah. Giving yourself for the past mistakes and and like I've really been working on this, just moving forward and not yeah. I'm such a dweller of I should have, I should have. Why didn't I? The hindsight thing, you know, and it's like I can't yep. change it. And sometimes it's this little tiny for a split second, I feel like I could have, but you know, you can't. So I really finding a great comfort in just living in you can't change what you did yeah. but you can change the moving forward that's all you can do yeah so, my favorite mantra for that is it happened and now it's over yeah so who do i want to be yeah and you can't sometimes there's there are messes you need to clean up yeah yeah that's some something you just have to do and hope that you can be a better person to do it but i i think also uh like what Denise, what you said before about people not owning their own mistakes or their own bad behavior or whatever. And like, I'm the first one, like you, you said, like to say, it's my fault. It's all, you know, it's, oh. it, you know, because I did this. Yeah. I'm surrounded with people that will never admit that it was them. And that's very frustrating too, because then I think you take that on too much. I think I do that yeah. too much to too myself. Much. Yeah. It reminded me of the second thing I forgot. Now do I know. It. That's the second thing, because I, I had someone tell me once, uh, a friend of mine who's actually a priest, he said, do you really think you're that powerful that if you had done that, that wouldn't have happened? You know, like he said, you're not really that powerful. So don't put yeah. that on, you know, don't that. on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, it ties in exactly. So it's, see, things always come back. You try not to, don't, don't overfocus. <laughs> um, one of my regular daily affirmations is, other people's behavior is not about me. So you yeah. said it earlier, Denise, and then just yes. now, JD, same thing. Like what other people do, the choices they make, the things they say can so often, and I probably experienced it three times today. That feels like a personal attack. Why would they do that to me? Or why am I not good enough that they don't post the pictures when we're together? Or why am yeah. do they not yeah. love me enough? that yeah. they don't do this for me, but they'll do it for somebody else, all of that. And then I just have to remind myself, other people's behavior is not about me. And you're like, you said, are you, are you that important? Are you that powerful? But it, it's, it actually is because you, you are to yourself. You have to, your greatest love story in life has to be with yourself. And if you are always like focused yeah. on other people's choices and behavior, you're never in your own body. You're never taking control of yourself. Mm -hmm. So I just remind myself all the, I have a whole EFT tapping script around it, visualization, visualization so exercises true. around it it's about so you know, other people's behavior is not about me. Don't make it about me. It's not about me. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's the furthest from like when you find out, you know, like yeah. I had a conversation with, with someone and I was like, I don't get it. Like in this day and age. Uh, were a text away from each other, you know, like it's like you, you go five months with nothing, you know, and I'm wondering what's wrong. What happened? What did I say? I'm looking back to the last text and she goes, Oh no, no, I had to be traveling for work. And I just didn't want to start a conversation that I couldn't finish. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, so being certified in human design, that's actually been my favorite takeaway is I now so fully, I take other people's shit so much less personally, and I'm far more patient because I can see every time I do a chart, every time I talk with somebody about their human design, I can see how you're so different than me, how you process differently than me, how you make decisions differently than me. 
what you're here to do is so different than me. And so instead of putting my own expectations, oh, well, I would do it like this, or this is what I would expect of myself. I'm, I get curious mm-hmm. about it. And human design has been such a gift for me in that way. And I love showing up so much more honestly for other people um, by not putting my own shit on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I really think it's like, it's, it's almost like, like an enlightenment, like uh, all of a sudden, like in just from that one interaction, mm-hmm. you know, like I just applied it everywhere mm-hmm. and was like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm thinking way too much about this from my perspective, not theirs. And, you know, when I get a yeah. chance, you know, we'll figure it out, but it's not something that I'm going to walk, I'm, I'm going to carry with me you know, and it was just like, these weights were just dropping off. What a freedom (laughs) technique, right? Like letting other people's shit go, not taking it on, not making assumptions. Yeah. It's, it's just like, we just shed that weight. The more we walk, the more it's really crazy. You know, like you were saying how you went through a divorce, um, and then came out. Right. So, well, I came out first and then I got the divorce. (laughs) I did that. JD did that, you know, and, um, And I, and I tell people all the time, like I got fucked so bad in my divorce because I felt so guilty that I was just like, yep, yep. You take that. Nope. You keep that. Nope. Yep. Don't worry about it. Nope. You know, (laughs) it was just so bad, but we, thank God we remained like the best of friends and could laugh about it, you Mm -hmm. know, right up to when he passed away. Like we were Mm -hmm. still, you know, laughing and joking and stuff about our entire relationship and everything. Um, and he was more like a brother, you know, at that point, but you know, the, I walked around with that guilt for so long and I let everybody think that it was because of me. Like that whole thing was because of me. I didn't say, Oh, he was talking to someone online for a year before I even came out, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't want to like dirty his name or anything. You know, I just took it all. And I, I just, I, you know, I, I guess I just, at the age I'm, I am now, I look back to how I was like in my, you know, what I was thinking in my twenties, my thirties. And I go, Jesus, that was so wrong. <laughs> you know, like yeah. God. But somehow it just like, you know, it, you, it sheds like a, a snake skin, you know, like all that, yeah. that stuff. Like I can actually look back now and say, God, that was, you know, that, wow. Like I sh- yeah. have been like that. <laughs> and, but, and also go back to that version of you and love her and give her a hug and say, gosh, you really did the best you could with what you knew at that time. I'm so grateful that you protected me and kept me safe because you don't exist as you are right now without that previous version of you. Right. That's, pretty, that's, that's interesting. That's a it's powerful a journey. Thing. It's like a, it's a cool journey, you know, and you yeah. kind of, I- look back and yeah, say, because I was different, Denise, in my situation, because I, he cheated. I didn't come out till after he cheated. Oh, I remember. I was and there. Then, I remember that story. <laughs> and then, and with some, with a psycho person. And then, then I was free to come out. But in mm. reality, I was already gone from the marriage because I just ran chasing the music and took all those feelings. And that's something I always do. I'm afraid to hurt the other person, but I hurt them more by not being open and honest. And so, and that just happened yesterday with something at work with my sister works with me. And instead of me telling her something I wanted to tell her, she, I didn't because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And then she has no idea why I'm pissed off at her because it's really unfair to the other players, you know, it is. And we had just kind of like drifted apart after 25 years. It was a long time we were together. We still work together every day, my my ex-husband and I. But when he cheated, that gave me the green light to make his name stained. It was kind of the opposite from you. And in the beginning, I kind of like almost embraced it. I I felt very angry. I was full of so much betrayal because we were still friends even though we had this marriage that was kind of broken and the and the any kind of physical anything was gone a long time i he took her in the home in our bed and that was a bed. 
a betrayal I just couldn't for I forgave him obviously but because we're but I mean I at the time I was so angry it was so easier much easier for me to say see what he did see what he did and then sure. I was able to free to be who I really was but I actually we circled back or circled back and and I own that and I tell it yourself I blamed me actually the first day I saw those pictures I said because I found pictures of them I said this is my fault those were the first words that came out of my mouth but at the time I meant because I was running away to the music so much yeah running to be away but really it was my fault because I was so distant from him way before that I should have been honest and told him. Yeah. Well, so I really love that taking responsibility. You're obviously not responsible for his choices, Mm -hmm. but you can be empathetic in saying, because of my own choices, I left this person feeling isolated and alone. And he could have also come and talked to you. You could have gone and talked to him. Y'all could have made a lot of different decisions, but also maybe, you know, we just forgive each other and say, would have been nice if we'd done this differently, but we didn't. So what do we do mm-hmm. now? But it is important to take responsibility. And I can look back at so many things. In fact, you know, I'd always, for years, I'd said that, you know, I came, I, I got a divorce. I came out and I got a divorce for my kids because I wanted them to see what it looked like when a strong woman takes care of herself and shows up for herself and is authentic and vulnerable. And one of my daughters said to me in a a private session, you did not do that for us. You need to admit that you did that for you. (laughs) And I said, you're right. I did. I had to do it for me because it was going to kill me. I am still glad that I could show you what that looks like, but you're right. It wasn't for you. It was for me. And I needed to be honest about that. Um, it, they were, it's very similar, JD. That was, that was my opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to do this so I can show them how to do this. Cause then I, because then I put <laughs> the onus on them right. instead of on myself. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. well, I wouldn't have done it if it hadn't been for them. I sure as fuck would have, I would have done it a lot earlier if it hadn't <laughs> been for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of that. And that's a painful thing to acknowledge, but I don't want them to carry the weight. They're not responsible for right. the yeah, They're not true. responsible for yeah. my choices. Um, yeah, you know, I am, I have to own those and, uh, be really transparent about that. And also it would have killed me and a dead mother would not have been better than a divorced lesbian mother. So, right. you know, what do we want to do? Well, it sounds <laughs> like you're raising some really strong daughters because oh for them, sister you don't even know man they don't <laughs> realize that i don't think i would have re- i would have just carried that guilt if my mom had right i mean i think it's probably the italian catholic guilt that still you know lives inside of me but um but for them to actually acknowledge it and come to you and tell you that is you're raising you're doing something really right with your girl. Yeah, thank you. It is hard in the moment to be living in this space that I have always wanted for them. So just a, another silly example, uh, just unwiring all the society stuff that we hear that our own parents did and and we know, but it, it's hard in practice. The other day, one of my daughters put on a pair of her sister's glasses because she needs new glasses. And I said, oh, those are too big for your face. And they they were right. They were like touching her, the apples of her cheeks and the eye doctor is going to say that's, and she said, that's not for you to say. It's for me to look at it. And if she's 13, it's for me to look at it and decide for myself. And if I ask you for your opinion about the glasses, then you can give it. And you're like, God, these kids, they're hard on me, man. Right? Like it's, they're hard on me all the time. And then you remember like, I want this kid in the fucking boardroom. I want her building her own table. She's going to do it. And they will all do it. All four of them. They will all do it. And I constantly feel like I'm being attacked because they're always telling me that. And I take it on. So other people's behavior, I did this bad thing. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad mom because I said this, or I did this to be fair. She didn't say you're a terrible person for this. She said, it's not your place. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. 
That's it, right? <laughs> but I, I run it over in my head over and over and over in the last several days because I could feel really guilty. I could roll around in that. But other people's behavior is not about me, even though that really felt like it was about me. She was just telling me her truth, right? She was just declaring what she needs, right. setting her boundaries and okay. But it is. Oh man, I'll tell you what, kids, kids today, you know, like <laughs> they're, I, they're just on it. You know, they're, they're just on it. I remember when I was younger, this is, this is the God's honest, just how bad parenting went down when I was younger. <laughs> my, my cousin and I went to the beach for a while. We came back, we walked in and my aunt, my cousin's mother went, oh, your face looks awful. Oh yeah. Right. No, you can't <laughs> do that shit. Yeah, like so brown, right? At the beach. And my cousin goes, I don't think you could say that. You cannot <laughs> say that. Me, I'm like, I, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that, you know, and my aunt's like, what did I say? What I, I'm just telling you the truth. You know, I know. If your mother can't tell you the truth. Who can? <laughs> and there's <laughs> layers of it, right? There's layers of it. Layer. Um, my, I can remember really clearly in my mid thirties. So like I told you at the beginning, I'm going to be 49 in a couple of weeks in my mid thirties. I started to go gray around my temples and you guys can't tell because I love getting my hair colored. Um, but I waited a long time to start getting colored. And I remember being in the car with my own mom who came over, leaned over and she touched my hair and she goes, gosh, Heather, I was well into my forties before my hair went that gray. <laughs> and I was like, I actually told her, I was like, you know what? That's not actually nice. It's, it's, it's not nice. Well, I just, I was just stating a fact and I'm like, but that's, but that's not nice. And so then I have to go, okay, how is that different from those are too big for your, your face <laughs> about the glasses. Right. There's nothing wrong with her face, but it's just this idea of like, just shut your fucking mouth. Like, you know, don't talk about anybody's appearance. Don't get involved. Right. Or, exactly. or their choices or whatever, like get people's permission before you share your thoughts and ideas with them. That's yeah. how you get their buy-in. And actually, if we're going to go back to the work stuff, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to guide you all into giving yourself permission. You give me permission to help you discover yourself. Then we can uncover the work, but there has to be permission. There has to be consent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, the thing of it is, is like, I think just in the last, like, I don't want to make it political, but like since around 2014, 15, 16, I feel like it's political. I don't know what else to tell you. I like mean, we, it just we're is. constantly defending our yeah. choice to support something or to be this way or to take this on your, you know, it's like you have to defend the critics of it all the time now, you know, and it takes, it chips away like at your, at your original reason for wanting to do something or to be positive about something and it's become like, for me, this little reminder, you know, of, of just, you win by staying positive, by taking the high road, you know, like that, that kind of by doing your thing by like, just not giving in and keep doing you. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, it's we, JD, I found Heather through threads and oh. And and everybody's it's just like it's this fluffy cloud of a happy place. farts and nice people. And <laughs> <laughs> fucking beautiful over there. And and I, <laughs> I, I saw somebody post that being on threads now makes them think twice about what they would normally post yeah. because they're trying to be and support this positive atmosphere that that's growing over there and I thought to myself you know what it's true like it I is. definitely think I don't even need that little thing to pop up and say that's not threads language or whatever you know like oh, I, need that. I like, still I, use the language and funny that never pops up but <laughs> but it do, what it makes you do is go if I say this does it make anything better right if I say this does it actually change anything for good so for example, there's this women following women trained on threads right now. And yes. you know what I'm here for it, whatever. Uh, but every once in a while, and it's one thing to see a man go, well, where's the man following man train? That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. They're all going to do it. Yeah. When I see a woman saying, well, I feel bad for the men 
who aren't getting followed. I'm like, you can probably let that go because yeah, they still get to be on the top of the pecking chain all the time, the pecking right. order all the time. Right up there. And then there was a male doctor, male white man doctor. I don't know anything about his sexual identity, but who said, well, thank you for this finally, because people like me who are doctors who work in women's health, you know, we want to be part of the conversation and we don't want to be excluded. So this is a perfect example. I responded and I thought, is this going to make anything better? And I said, we're so glad you're here and willing to listen to us because you would be shocked by the number of women who have had male doctors disregard what they know is best for their health or overlook things simply because they're a woman. And you'll understand, right? If we don't automatically believe everything you say, but we're glad you're here to listen. Yes. Because I was like, yeah. Shut up, dude. Yeah, but that's I mean, fine. But I do think it mattered because I'm guessing he's never thought of it that way. Probably mm-hmm. not because he's never had to. No he's one's going to say to him, you're not listening to me. He's still not going to be listening. But yeah, it's it, it's funny because for the longest time, I thought that was like a like a, an American thing. You know, like I thought that. And then over here, I was talking to a bunch of girlfriends and they were saying that they have that same. My wife has that problem. She will absolutely not go to a man doctor anymore. She'll go through the insurance thing and she'll find, you know, or like if the NHS refers her, nope, not doing it and find someone else because she's been disregarded too many times. Yeah. Right. right, You know, and it's just. What infuriates me is the women who support the patriarchy by also not listening or also assuming that, um, oh, you know what, you're, you, you say those cramps are really bad, but you're fine. You can handle it or disregarding actual scientific facts about black maternal health. Like, you know, come on folks. It takes all of us. We all have to show up and we have to take responsibility for our role in what created the situation. Goes right back to what you said, JD, about your divorce and me about mine and all of that. We have to take responsibility for our role in creating the situation we are in. And that is why people get themselves all worked up when they are called in or called on the carpet for their behavior, because it feels bad because, oh, we don't want to be responsible for the way we've behaved, but we have to be. Yeah, you do. It's a a lot of accountability and ownership and all that. I feel like, um, because I was raised talking about, you say, Denise, the parenting we 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 grew up with or whatever. I was raised on fear and guilt. So uh, me too. <laughs> so it'd be yeah. like, you know, if you go out tonight, don't go in that neighborhood or whatever, because my mother was afraid of every little thing we were ever going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and if something happens to you, what do you want to do? Kill your mother? So mm-hmm. I'll just, it'll just kill me if something happens to you. So you got all of that stuff going on. It's not even the thing happening to you now. It's yeah. that it's going to your mother so it's it's still no and you know what i did it just yesterday one of my daughters called me crying she was having cramps she wasn't feeling good and i texted later and i was trying to do the right thing i said oh how are you feeling it just broke my heart to hear you so hurt earlier and then i was like "Fuck!" i put (laughs) my feelings back on her again so Uh, i guess i just my point is None yeah. of us are perfect. None of us have it figured out. I I know that I'm ahead of the curve on some, in some ways, um, but I check myself multiple times a day. I did. I said it. I wasn't trying to guilt her. I don't want her to not tell me when she's hurting. Right. But the truth is, it hurts me when she's hurting, and I can keep that to myself. Yeah, I mean it's a mom thing. You know? It's a mom it's thing, but my kids are like. But you know the thing of it don't is, don't put that shit like, on me. <laughs> it's const. It's a constant. You know, like, I don't think you ever get to a place where you don't, I shouldn't say this because I'm thinking of my older relatives and, but I mean, you're constantly checking yourself. You're constantly evolving. And if you have the will to want to be better, then that never changes. That constant stops. And I think that's part of what I, I like about what you do, because you're instilling that in people that just maybe don't see it you know they don't see it they don't or they don't want to see it they don't want to they don't want to open that part of themselves up to 
evolve, you know, like what's wrong with yeah. the way I am now kind of thing, you know, and, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so I think because like you, you're bringing it to a level that people understand, you know, you've, you definitely have the credentials and the letters behind you, you know, behind you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not intimidating the way it would be to, you know, like some times you see like a, a scene on television or someone walking into therapy and they're, you know, it's, it feels intimidating. And I think that people get a little bit put off by that maybe. Sure. So I think what you're doing and bringing this positivity and a little bit of sunshine to what people expect to be such a gloomy experience yeah. is, is fantastic. I can't, I, I mean, you, is it a growing community? Do you find like you have a lot of people interested now and, and, and supportive and yeah, I, it's yeah, always exactly. growing. It's always growing. It's always involving. I mean, listen, I made a, the Spark Collective is an $8 a month membership that combines all of the different modalities that I use in ways to help people just show up for themselves just a little bit whenever you want, wherever you want. So that community is growing. If you want to have, if you want to grow your community and be involved, you can. And if you don't, it's set up in a way that there's no guilt or no shame. It's just really easy to just take care of yourself. And then today, twice, I had past clients that I haven't worked with in years come and say, I need support again, or can I buy an hour of your time? Or what are you up to these days? Cause I need a little more of this in my life. Right. So they come back around because the work is ever, ever, ever evolving right. all the time. Oh, true. Um, and so as we shift and the more I learn and the more I change and the more I grow, I do that out loud so people can hear it and come back and they, yeah, add they on see and you do new growing. cool things. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Like, yeah. They see you, you know, you growing. And it's so cool. Like I always I will I will say this forever. I loved my therapist so much when I was in Florida. Like I didn't go, you know, like I I I went when I was struggling with my sexuality. I went to see her before I mentioned anything yeah. to anybody and then figured that out with her before even bringing my husband to her office, mm -hmm. giving him a safe place and me a safe place to discuss it, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I saw her like later on, I would just like check in. Thank God her offices were right near where my mother's restaurant was. So I could walk there, but I would just pop in and be like, I need a tune up like every couple of years. I love, like, that. I I love it. Yeah. It like, well, well, yeah. You know, go ahead. Like, book in and then I would write a letter to catch her up over the last year, year and a half, two years, whatever. That's nice. Drop it off a day or two before. There you <laughs> go. Waste time during my appointment. Now we just do audio. I have people send me audio messages yes. and I listen and yeah, yeah. It's so I think that's brilliant. It's and that's you know, it is so important to me that everybody have access to finding and creating a foundation of worthiness and value and belonging to yourself that I literally created this for like nothing. $8 a month is literally nothing. Um, because I don't want that to be a barrier to entry. And the other thing that I was really intentional about is it's bite-sized. You can show up when you want, where you want for just a few minutes a day, whether you're waiting before you go into a doctor's appointment or to pick up a kid, or you're in the bathtub, or you need to pick me up before you have a tough conversation or you need to love on yourself after something that's been hard or wherever it is. And it's just a few minutes, right? And it's so easy to show up for yourself there. It's difficult to uh, come up with excuses for not doing it because I, I, we've just made it so bite-sized and I want everybody, everybody deserves to show up for themselves in that way. And Talk I have done bit. everything I can to make it available. Talk a little bit about that, like how people find it, how they join. Sure. Yeah. The Spark Collective is, um, I actually, you, so you can find it on my website. If you go to vickeryandco.com, you're going to see it. It's right there. Um, it's housed in the Telegram app. And so if you are somebody who's, we talked about technology earlier, you're like, I'm not really into technology. I don't want to try new things. Y'all, I promise you it is super easy. It is free. There's no barrier to entry. You just got to trust me and download it. You're good. It's like not hard at all. Um, 
and I'm not all that tech savvy. We, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Um, so it's all there. And actually, I don't know, when is this episode going to air? Sunday. Sunday. Okay, great. So Sunday of the, of this week, um, we'll still have our holiday promotion going. So you could get in for, uh, $6 a month. We have a, a, a savings on it, or if you buy one for yourself and for your friends. So if Denise and JD go in together to join the spark membership, you get two for $120. So you, it's $5 a month for each of you. If you buy the annual membership, you sign, Do up what? For, you sign up for a year. It's an, you said, so you have an, a choice. Yep. You have a choice. Um, the $8 a month is monthly. You just pay the $8 per month. If you have the cash and want to do it in advance for the year, then that's how you get that bigger savings. Um, and that feels really reasonable to me. And like, and there have been times where I have done things for it's more 25, 30, 40, $50 a month. And they'll say, you can save a hundred dollars if you pay for the year, but I don't have $400 right now. So I go ahead and pay that extra $10 per month. Right. And we're not talking about numbers that big, but I get it. If, if $80 or $120 isn't viable for you right now, do that $8 a month thing. But yeah, we have that holiday promotion going. So you can kind of pick whatever you want. Um, every Monday I drop an intuitive journal prompt and I call it an intuitive journal prompt for a reason. I pull it from human design transits and human design is such a cool life changing. It's uh, several different ancient philosophies come together to help you live into yourself more honestly. So I pull from human design transits, which is energy that's actually active and alive for everyone on the globe for that week. And then once a month, I drop really cool content it could be anything from any of my modalities. We've done guided EFT tapping, including a little video on what it is, the science behind it, how to do it. Everything, everything's less than 10 minutes. It's all super, super fast and easy for November, which is going to be, um, we always drop on the last Monday of the month. We're doing a gratitude for growth. So there's a little bit of a mini course. There's a guided gratitude meditation, just quick, easy ways. Cause gratitude will change your fucking life. Like it will change your life. And I did not make that up. The science is there. It proves it, uh, which is really, really cool. So every month it's a different content. And I just had a, a spark member earlier today. Tell me I haven't really felt like posting lately and I'm still getting so much out of it because when other people share what's showing up for them, I'm like, that's the message I needed to hear right now. So there's, so it's just beautiful. It's easy. Come in and hang out. And then if you want to do something bigger and you want to do a human design rating, we're offering a hundred dollars off of a custom human design rating. Those are pretty intense sessions. They're magical and gorgeous, but that's um, also one of the holiday promotions. And you the app that you put on your phone. Yeah. Telegram. It's called Telegram app. It's free. It's easy. It's super, super secure. I use it for all my coach on call clients. Also it's how, so I, I really firmly believe that when people need coaching support, they need it when they need it and not like a week later when your call is scheduled. So all of my one-on-one coaching includes coach on call support. And and we go back and forth on the telegram app. That's so you see people in person or is this all over a zoom or how do you do the, I probably missed this. You probably said this earlier. Mm -hmm. No, we didn't. It is all virtual. Um, I do offer VIP days in person. If somebody wants to come to me or fly me to them, those are pretty big ticket items. If you've got me for a whole day, that's kind of a big time and, and financial investment. But yeah, the coaching is um, like, so for example, my coach on call program is one one-on-one call a month via Zoom. And then we have, you have unlimited access through Telegram and there's some more stuff that comes with it. Um, but yeah, everything is virtual. Everything is easy. I do a lot of keynote speaking and workshops. So if you are wherever you are in the world and you want to bring me in to come and speak or to do a training or do a workshop, hit me up. Like, let's go. We're, we can do this. We do this. We do it. I do it in companies, organizations who want to really honor their employees. In fact, the Spark membership is a great thing for companies who want to support their employees to take care of their own mental health on a consistent basis. Like, how can you beat that for $8 a month? Yeah. And that's, it's start, that's starting to be such a big deal. Yeah, that, you know, companies are starting to recognize burnout, overworked. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's 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 smart. It's part of the conversation, you know, that was never there. <laughs> never there. Never no, there. but it has to be there now because the generations coming up, Gen Z, they're not 
they're not playing, right? Those are the, these are the kids that say, it's not your place to tell me that, right? They are, they are serious. And so um, we have to shift, right? And we have to honor where everyone is and help them show up. But it, you know what, if you want to talk Turkey, it does help the bottom line. When you help somebody show up authentically and honestly, everybody thrives. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. Well, I so appreciate you doing this the night before Thanksgiving in the (laughs) middle of a crisis. I can't even tell you how sorry I am that it's okay. I'm glad we were able to make it work. So chaotic. Yeah. Thank you for your flexibility. It's yeah. yeah, Thank you. Sorry. I get that. I'm sorry. It's it's great. You guys are both so much fun. I love that you're doing this. I love what your message is and what you're out I feel really honored that I got to have this conversation with you and it would be fun to see you or any of your listeners or anyone else coming out with us in spark. Like what you see is what you get like this, what you got today is what yeah. we get in spark. This is what we're doing folks. Fantastic. And it's pretty fucking cool. Actually give us the the website where everybody can jump in and, and look vickery and co.com. And I'm on Instagram, Heather underscore vickery and co. And obviously on threads, same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm easy to find. And if you have questions, you can just send me a DM. I, I always respond. It's just me. So and yeah. you're on TikTok too. Like you make, I am on TikTok. Okay. I just kind of fuck around a little bit on TikTok. Sometimes I post worky stuff like I did today. And sometimes I'm posting red, white, and royal blue edits. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame about my absolute passion and love for red, white, and royal blue, the book and the movie. I'm all in, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm brave cool. Heather on TikTok, and I, it's a lot of fun. I'm oh, always me. You're always going to get that. That's yeah. fantastic. I, I mean, I, I just really, I, I buy what you're selling, man. Thanks. <laughs> so Thank you. Oh, uh, you know what? How about this? Let me give you and your listeners a little gift. If anybody wants it, um, my books, my gratitude journals, my cards, even some mugs that say choose bravely on them, everything you guys can have it all for 20% off. If you use code holiday 20. Now, if I'm shipping internationally, we got to charge you an international shipping, but other than that, save 20%. I sign all the books, all that fun stuff. So this is a little gift to you guys. If anybody wants it. Stick. We love presents. I know, right? Save 20%. Well, listen, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Really really safe trip to the States. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going to be hanging out soon enough. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'll look for a picture on the interwebs yeah, definitely. in person. Yeah. Oh, so cool. nice to meet you both. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you, Heather. Okay. Why do you always run? Like never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. you
Ende.